Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. And it kind of just was a clicking moment in my mind that some people out there are living their lives to gain as much crazy experience as possible, whether it be death or traveling or learning a new language or being in a different place or, I don't know, you know, same uh, experiences with family and friends. I guess I kind of started thinking about my life as experience points. That's Didi Betharim, the senior director of global marketing at Gogoro, a Taiwan brand electric scooter company. She was talking about how to gain experience points that would utilize the experience points she took before. That would be a computer gamer's lingo. So as a result, she's been doing a lot of traveling lately, she said. Before, she was majoring in electronic marketing, so she got to dabble in computer science. She had worked at two dot-com companies that are now defunct. She also worked at Microsoft before and even thought of being on Broadway. Anyway, her life is just full of surprises. Today, we're going to hear how she came to be in Taiwan and why Gokoro. As I mentioned, I worked at Microsoft. Um, my brother actually also worked at Microsoft in a different group, and he worked for um, Horace Luke, who is the CEO of Gogoro. Mm. So I've known Horace through my brother for a very long time. They actually both went on to HTC and you know, really saw the innovation of that brand as it turned into this mobile smartphone brand. By the way, HTC is also a Taiwanese company, also smartphone company. Yes. Okay. That was the connection of when, you know, I think Taiwan came into play. And then Horace went on to begin Gogoro in 2011 and definitely kept a close eye on it. In fact, um, I was lucky enough to come visit Gogoro in, in 2013. That was my first time ever visiting Taiwan and seeing what they were working on in stealth mode. They were even near doing anything advertising at that point because, you know, the Gogoro launched on the street in 2015. So oh, right. still okay. really in the, yeah. in the the secret phase there. By the so, way, can I can I interrupt? Yeah. How did the name Gogoro come about? <laughs> <laughs> Always a good question too. Yes. You know, there's many different theories on why they chose Gogoro. I should probably oh. know the answer. <laughs> but I think it's I don't think it actually means anything. It has the word go in it twice. It's a fun, <laughs> memorable word. Right. I don't know. Every everyone knows Gogoro. It's it's <laughs> it sticks. So I think that's probably the reason. Go back and ask Horace. <laughs> I will ask Horace. I will report back. I sh again, I, I really should know the answer. I know, to which that. is the actual story. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I mean, that's really cool. You landed on Gorgoro's job. Um, you're in charge of global marketing here. And you were telling me that uh, recently you guys are like uh, exporting these scooters to Paris. Yes. Uh, making it into one of those rent a scooter kind of a system for them. Yeah, that's right. That so, is so cool. It's so cool. I think so too. <laughs> so we've partnered with a company called Coop, and they actually run the scooter sharing programs in both Berlin and now Paris. And it's all smart scooters, Gogoro smart scooters. Um, and essentially it works like a like a smart car or, you know, any of this, the sharings where they're they're parked all over the city, and you yeah. can use your app and unlock one and ride a Gogoro all over town. They're calling it the Gogoro as the Tesla of scooters. Yes, they are. Yes. We've been compared to the Tesla of scooters. Um, I think our differentiating factor is, you know, they're electric vehicles, but the batteries are swappable. And I think truly at our Gogoro is an energy company. So we have vending machines, essentially, with batteries in them all over Taiwan. And we're trying to figure out if 
the model of swapping your energy very quickly. Um, we we claim six seconds. If you're if you're fast, maybe five. Oh wow. If you're slow, maybe ten. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, definitely less time than you'd spend waiting to fill your scooter at the gas station. So when you say swappable, literally means it literally means you drive your scooter up to one of our swap stations mm-hmm. and you pop open your trunk and you pull out your two batteries and you plop them into the machine and two new ones pop out. Okay. And then you can put them in and they're fully recharged. They're the freshest batteries. And they're free. Um, it's mean, part of the, the service. So right. kind of like a cell phone where you, you buy your phone and then you pay for your service. It's the same thing. So okay. you buy your scooter with GoGoRo. And then based off of how much you're riding, you pay a monthly subscription fee. Okay. So um, I don't think I've seen a GoGoRo, what do you call it, swappable station. Yeah, a go station. Well, um, there's 400 there of them all over Taiwan. In really? fact, here in Taipei, they're they're less than a kilometer apart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know where's the nearest one from RTI? I, I have an app and I'll show you. <laughs> okay, and then, later then. Once you see one, you'll start seeing them everywhere. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> Taiwan has been an amazing pilot program. Obviously, there's 14 million scooters here in Taiwan with 750,000 of them, I believe, being sold every year. So scooters are continuing to be a big trend here, right? Yes. There's there's no way that they're going to be taken off the streets anytime soon. Probably not. But, um, but they're noisy and they... I know. I wish that everybody would switch to... Gogoro or you know electric smart scooters (laughs) actually asked this question before and I think it's because motorcyclists are thinking that average kind of motorcycles they run faster than electric ones is that true and that's why they're finding it hard to switch over well that is such a good point that you brought up yes traditionally people compared to electric scooters would take to the grocery store with your grandma or (laughs) like an electric bicycle even you know something that's very slow and I think the other thing that Gogoro, the smart scooter, set out to disprove, and the Gogoro is, a, it's an equivalent of a 125cc scooter. So you can go zero to 50 kilometers an hour in less than four seconds. I mean, it goes very fast. Oh, well, yeah. this information needs to get out there. Or maybe people do know, but they're just having a hard time. You know how people just don't like change, I guess? Yeah, it, it, it is a change, you know, and I think mm. with electric vehicles especially, and, and Tesla's having the same challenge. Mm range anxiety right what happens if i run out of electricity yeah 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 and where what if i'm in the middle of the woods somewhere and i don't have electricity and and so again with these swap stations and with the system showing you exactly how much more mileage you have to go and and exactly where you need to go to swap we're hoping to change that behavior we're hoping to change people's perceptions it's starting to catch on again it takes a little while um and Taiwan's been a great market because they've told us everything they've loved and they've told us everything we need to change. And so we're constantly listening to them. All the forums, all the different yeah. news sites and Facebook. Well, yeah. the other thing probably is just because GoGoRo is still expensive compared to an average scooter. So the first model of GoGoRo came out in 2015. And yes, it was it was deemed more expensive. Yeah. Much like Tesla too, with their first model, everything was built from scratch. We've, we designed it from the ground up. Uh, we used incredibly you know, amazing technology that we had to build from the ground up as well. Um, And our second model has come out, same design, you know, DNA, same valuable parts, but totally different way that we architected the the design. Uh And we listen to our consumers. There's a lot of parts in there now that you can go anywhere to fix instead of just go-go shops. Um, It's longer now. It has more room in the trunk and it goes just as fast. Oh, but that sounds um, good. But the price point is also a lot more accessible oh, as well. okay. So, yeah. Um, and, and Taiwan has an amazing subsidy program. Um, so depending on where you live, 
um, you can get, uh, I think, up to 23,000 oh, NT yeah, off of your scooter. program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the government's awesome. So the government has a countrywide subsidy that everyone has access to for a scooter. And then depending on where you live, I know Taoyuan has a very good program. Taipei does as well. Some of them have caps. So if you want to go buy an electric scooter, go out and do it quickly because some of the places are running out. Mm. Um, but uh, that has really helped impact sales as well. Yeah. And so our new scooter that just launched, the Gogoro 2, uh, launched in May. Um, it's been doing very well. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Well, you've only been in Taiwan one and a half years. Yes. So what's your impression of Taiwan now? I love Taiwan. Yeah? For, really for what? For all the reasons that everyone says, which are, you know, the accessibility of the, the mountains and the ocean and uh, the beaches and, and hiking and just, I mean, my goodness. I went to a place called the Wormhole the other weekend. It's yeah. just about 20 minutes outside of Taipei and it's the series of beautiful lagoons that you can swim in and waterfalls and well you know just off I, the side of the highway no big deal i don't I, think i know this place myself <laughs> oh i will show you surely it's it's awesome but again all these hidden gems you don't look sportive to me <laughs> i am surprised just, me. i am just a basket of surprises <laughs> yes <laughs> i have uh, i've got some hiking boots what surprised me about taiwan is just the accessibility and the safety it just happens to be a very easy place to get around. The transportation systems are really well man- maintained. You don't feel unsafe walking the streets at night. Granted, I haven't been everywhere in Taiwan, but I like that I feel very comfortable here and mm. have felt really welcomed. And I've learned a lot too. I mean, there's just such smart, amazing people here doing really fantastic things. And so I've been lucky enough to just meet a lot of people right away and, mm-hmm. and feel like I you know, have some semblance of a community fairly quickly. Why does it sound like you're going to be here for good? Are you? <laughs> Are maybe, you? Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, TBD. I, 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 don't have a, I don't have a return date at this point. I miss <laughs> my family immensely. If you're, if you're listening out there, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, right now, this is, this is where I should be. So what's your plan for the next five years? Five years? <laughs> Obviously, Gogoro world domination. No, just kidding. Um, no, you know, I think the path that Gogoro is on right now could take us a lot of places. I think we're looking to expand quickly. I think we are close to knowing exactly how the model should work with two years on the ground here in Taiwan. So you know, Southeast Asia has been a place that we're honing in on, certainly oh. just because it's the place where all the scooters are. Um, right, so right. I wouldn't be surprised if we expanded there first. Just pure economics. I mean, places like Jakarta and Bangkok and Ho Chi Minh, mm-hmm. those are huge scooter cities, even more so than Taiwan. So, what about for yourself? What's for your myself, dream? Myself, yeah. This is where I really pause and <laughs> wonder what I'm doing with my life. Um, I'm looking for a relationship. Yeah, I could see myself in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I do need to figure out where I'm going to settle long term. Right. um, Whether that's abroad or back in the United States. But right now, I I think there's enough that I'm learning and enough that I'm stimulated by here 
my plan right now is to keep on this track, I guess. <laughs> Find some time to take an intensive course in Chinese, probably. I would love that. <laughs> no, that is that is actually past due. I need to do that sooner than later. I, right. I'd love to just put my job on pause for, I don't know, how long would it take? <laughs> I have friends who are in the intensive courses, and it sounds very intense, but uh, <laughs> they're coming out the other side knowing so much more. I Now, to be honest with you, Shirley, I'm a little embarrassed by how little Chinese I know. Oh, no. Uh, you know what? I was just going to say, you've only been here a year and a half, so that's a good excuse. Like, you still have time. Well, like, yes. Okay, okay. Thank you. I still have time. <laughs> I definitely will take that into consideration. What I think is interesting is the only other places I've lived abroad are in South America and in uh, Spain. And so I was in Spanish school then, but I was also just picking it up a little bit more. And when I first moved here, I truly just thought I was going to pick up Chinese, like uh-huh. just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, just around me. And that is not the case. I right. think it has to do a lot with the tonality and the fact that if you do not read Chinese, you're not necessarily filling your head with all the sounds all day long. So mm. I think it sadly, it truly dawned on me about four months in that I was going to have to actually get some lessons and, and begin learning that way. And I, you know, I study about, oh, well, I have lessons two hours a week, which is nothing. It's yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> um, but I will say if anyone ever does want to learn Chinese, this is the place to learn it. I mean, oh, yay. Taipei and Taiwan just provide such an amazing lifestyle and there's a lot of really cool places to, to learn here. So that's right. Um, no, it's funny, Shirley. I, I always want to share more about how everyone should come to Taiwan, but then also kind of keep it a secret. Why is that? <laughs> because you don't want suddenly everyone to just flood into Taiwan. <laughs> Okay. I think part of the reason that Taiwan is so magical is that so many people have not figured out that it's probably one of the best places on earth. Aww. It's true, though. Yes. It's true. I, I think, you. I mean, it's it's under-recognized, and I think that's good and a bad thing. Okay. Um, we could market about that, too. We can we can do some marketing <laughs> if you'd like. But again, I mean, it's, it's very laid back. And part of the reason is people who do come here also s- seem to have that mentality as well. Well, Dee Dee... I'm so glad to have you in Taiwan. I am so glad to be here, Shirley. You bring such a joy to this country. <laughs> well, uh, Taiwan brings me a lot of joy. So oh, all right. Well, I thanks. Can. I hope to see more of you. Likewise. And uh, yeah. become great friends. It's been fun talking uh, to you. It, yeah, it's been fun talking to you too. And good luck with everything. And go, girl. And gosh, get the message out there that's okay. better off than any other motorcycles yes. and, and scooters. <laughs> go emissions free. Right. All right. Well, thanks, Didi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shirley. And here's ending with music from one of Gogoro's ads. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lynn. <laughs> <laughs>